Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. Big surprise, folks. Kiva Wheels Whitaker is supposed to be here and ghosted us at the last minute. He's at Grandpa's house. So, Grandpa Wienaker, I hope you're doing well. And um, I hope you know that you're the reason for Akiva's absence on this podcast Uh, because he's here because he's not here. Excuse me. I'm just going to let you guys know the slander that uh, and you probably know this because you listened to the Raiders episode, which uh, dropped a couple of weeks ago. Of course, uh, we just recorded it a couple hours ago. So you you guys don't know this, but I'm pretending that you do. But um, he gave some ridiculous take on the Raiders podcast that the Chiefs are the worst team in this division and aren't going to make the playoffs. And then I called the bullshit on him because he ranks the Chiefs number eight in his power rankings, which is nine spots higher than he has the Raiders. And so, you know, he's completely full of shit and he's just, you know, trying to kiss up to the guests. I will say I come into every episode and I go pretty hard and pretty negative right off the bat on the team. And I think the reason I do that is because not all, but most of our our guests are, are, are sort of on the homerific side. And so I'm trying to push back on that preemptively. So I will say I have the Chiefs number two in my power rankings. I think they are as good a team as there is in the NFL. And so I will say that as a prefix, because now what what I really want to do is I'm going to welcome my two guests in a second is I think we need to do some kind of forensic analysis into what happened in the second half and overtime of the AFC title game, like the ghost that inhabited Patrick Mahomes or like we don't need to do that. Yeah. So. All right. So let let me let me welcome both of my guests, uh, two former guests coming together now uh, to tag team on the Chiefs. We have both Cole Hogan and we have producer Kelly Ehrenreich. So both Cole, Cole and Kelly, welcome back to the podcast. And yeah, tell me what you what you think happened because to me like the phoenix suns collapse against dallas in the in the second round of the western conference finals uh, six months ago and then eight months ago the the chiefs just i don't i don't know what happened there were nine seconds to go in the first half the chiefs are up 21 to 10 they're on the one yard line they score a touchdown they're up 18 entering the half of the afc championship game they will be favored in the super bowl over the rams and then what happened i mean please chime in tell me what happened because i just don't understand where the offense went in the second half and overtime Cole, I, I have no answers. <laughs> I would say that over in Andy Reid's entire tenure, we have seen the team fade in the second half when we're up big. Um, unfortunately, that that has come to bite us, you know, a handful of times. Typically, we're able to hold on. Uh, that was certainly a game where we did not have the pedal to the metal throughout the game, and and obviously it came back to 
to nap us in the run. Especially when you compare it to the week before, like, you know, the, those two minutes against the Bills, which were like, you know, football nirvana, basically. Well, maybe we had a hangover from that. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made that we played the greatest game of all time in the NFL's history the week before. And then we went and had to do it again against the team that had kicked our butts just a few weeks prior. Well, and, and beyond that, I think we've seen that the Chiefs and Andy Reid teams over the last, you know, eight years or seven years, they, they do play really, really well in those close games. They're coached well. The problem is they're also coached to take their foot off the gas when they have a big lead. That's always been the case. And I think that that's definitely true, Cole. That And whenever we're up big, we were up 21 to three, and then they scored that touchdown. So it looked like we were going to walk into the Super Bowl. And that's honestly the worst place to be in for a Chiefs team when Andy Reid's instinct is to be conservative. And there's also the feeling that, well, whatever situation we get us in, Patrick Mahomes is going to save us. And people figured us out a little bit last year. So Patrick Mahomes couldn't save us with a quick pass to Tyreek Hill down the field to, to make everything get better and make all the hurt go away. It just didn't. It didn't happen. And in all fairness, though, it wasn't a blowout. I mean, like, you know, the, the game was tied entering the fourth quarter. So they had a lot of possessions in, in non-garbage time in which they just sure. did nothing. Sure. Well, and, and, you know, when you, when you get complacent, it's hard to turn it back on and you just assume uh, Patrick Mahomes can, uh, you know, I will say in defense of Andy Reed, not to be a homer, but I think that's sort of a problem with the whole old guard of the NFL is there is a, the, you know, Ben don't break method goes into effect when you have a big lead. And you see that there's a difference of that with some of the, the, the younger guys like Sean McVay and, and others that they don't do that. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think that's just, you know, goes with the territory of having, you know, a more tenured coach. Yeah, it actually hurts us to go against a younger, aggressive coach like Zach Taylor or whoever the guy is from Carolina. I remember we played him. I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago, but they were going for it on every fourth down. They were always going for two, like having a more aggressive coaching style is sort of our kryptonite because that's just not what we're like. That's not what Andy Reid is like. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, if we're being honest, Mahomes especially in the first half of last year when, you know, you jumped out to the, what was it? The three and four start. He was not the same Mahomes of previous years. Like he was still very, very good, but he wasn't like the all world, like, you know, greatest quarterback of all time that he had been the previous couple of seasons um, on the season. And again, a lot of this is, is the first half of the year when he threw a lot more picks. He had 13 total, which is more than the previous two years combined on the season. He was my 11th quarterback in, in mm. Chester quarterback rating, which, you know, he had never been outside the top three before. So, and that was that was when he still had Tyreek Hill. And like, that's why I think there are big question marks about this offense. It's not even, you know, one half of one game, which is, you know, small sample size and, you know, just take a mulligan and throw it out. But like, you know, this offense has not been successful at developing other downfield options besides from Hill and Kelsey, Josh Gordon, Sammy Watkins, Nicole Hardman, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson. Like they've had a lot I, of, I would actually, here. I would argue that um, Sammy Watkins was actually very effective when he was on the field. The problem that he was, you know, just like any other stop he's at, he's, he's unable sure. to stay okay. on the field. Fine. But, uh, yeah, but, but ultimately he, yeah, he, don't he, he, lump him in with Josh Gordon. That is rude to Sammy. Also, yeah. I, no, go ahead. No, no, yeah, keep keep saying. Yeah, what were you gonna say? Uh, well, <laughs> I frankly forgot. So thanks okay. for making me call that out. Well, listen. So now, now they've added um, Marcus Val- Valdez Scantling from the Packers and Juju Smith Schuster from the Steelers, and then rookie Sky Moore. But like, it's no longer like a luxury like Sammy Watkins used to be. Like, all right, uh, or Josh Gordon. Hey, maybe we'll get a third. Like, now you need one of these guys because the offense cannot be only a thirty-three-year-old Travis Kelsey. 
right? Like no, no 33 year old tight end has ever had a thousand yards. I don't know. I think it might be. I think it could be. I, I agree. It won't be, but you know, don't knock 33 year olds. Yeah. I mean, I wish I was 33. And obviously he he's, he's done things that no tight ends ever done before at a younger age. And so he can, you know, as great, as great as Tony Gonzalez aged, I, I assume he'll, he'll age even better. And uh, hopefully if you guys stay in KC and not go to Atlanta, um, the, the other sort of depressing thing to me, and I'm not even a Chiefs fan or a Patrick Mahomes fan per se. I mean, I love Mahomes, but like, no one alive is not a Patrick Mahomes fan. Come on. Yeah. Well, so what I mean is like, like when they lost the Super Bowl to the Bucks, it was so disheartening because at, through up until that point and going into that game, there was sort of this assumption of, well, Mahomes is going to retire as the greatest quarterback of all time, for sure. The only question is uh, for, for rings culture, can he catch Brady? And losing that one to Brady made it so much harder. But all of a sudden, like, like maybe we're being greedy, even thinking he'll get to two, like Dan Marino, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, like all of like so many QBs in like the top 10 all time. None of them got to two. Obviously, Marino didn't even get to one. Well, and I think the thing you have to remember is, so his first couple of years in the league, I don't know the the name of the stat, but there is an advanced stat out there that um, rates luckiness of drop passes or tip passes mm-hmm. or things like that that are getting picked. His first two years, he was incredibly lucky, speaking of Mahomes, that his his tipped passes and, and catches were not picked. Um, then you saw that regression to the other side at the first half of last year where he was getting his, his passes were getting tipped and then picked at an incredible rate. Um, so that's, that's playing into it. There are both sides of that on the so flip side progressed of the mean a little bit this year. Yeah. You have to be good and you have to be lucky to win that many. Sure. Let, let's, I hate using the term regressing to the mean with Patrick Mahomes. Cause you just get people referring <laughs> to that Reddit post. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know anything from Reddit, but I, I will say that there is no such thing as Patrick being the mean of anything. Yeah, he is yeah. still phenomenal. And I do want to say at the beginning of the season, the Chiefs are very close lipped about this, but he was still suffering from turf toe. He was he was injured. You could see. I mean, I know he, he runs funny no matter what, but he you could see it. There was still some lingering effects of that. And he and Tyreek were off. I don't know what was going on. They were just like not syncing up. So I don't think that losing Hill is the like catastrophic thing that a lot of people think for him. I think he's going to find a rhythm with other folks. He's much healthier now. I, I don't expect to see that same concern, but we do, do still have to be good. And we still have to be lucky on those, those tipped and intercepted passes. I mean, they did get good value in the trade, but it's pretty unusual for a team with an elite quarterback in his prime and an aging uh, offensive coach to sort of give up on a, on a t- top receiver like that in his prime. Oh, well, I don't think we gave up on him. We offered him a very similar value deal to what the dolphins did. He just decided he wanted to move on. Oh, okay. So, He'd rather play with Tua than Patrick Mahomes. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, to he, me. he he actively wanted to be traded. He decided that he was ready to move on to new pastures. Well, I mean, you know, Devontae Adams is going from Hall of Famer to Hall right. of Famer and Rogers exactly. to, to Carr. Oh, yeah, well. So yeah. I will never understand. Tyreek hasn't those dropped moves. that line yet, but <laughs> maybe Tua's I, I have to say though, I mean, I'm I'm sure you all, Alex, I know you play fantasy cool. I assume you do as well. And there's this phenomenon that you see in weeks where you think, oh, this quarterback is not going to have as good a value or this team isn't going to be as good on offense because they're starting their star wide receiver is injured. And for some reason, we don't know why, but the quarterback actually performs better when he has to spread the ball around. And I know those are like small little examples, but I have faith that because we weren't able to take the top off before, and people had figured this out with the two high safeties that Patrick Mahomes having to spread the ball around more and not just being able to say like Hill will go up and get it will ultimately be a better thing for our offense and will force Andy Reid, who is an offensive genius, to actually kick into gear, get more creative, stop running that Blake Bell play. I swear to God, Andy, 
um, and and do something different on our offense to actually utilize all the tools that Mahomes has and not just relying on Hill. I'm not um, as bullish on thinking that we will be better without Hill by any means. Um, I will say that, you know, I certainly like the draft picks that we have. Uh, we do have Jody Fortson, who is a talented tight end, who uh, had a really good first quarter of last season for, I think he tore his ACL. He was out for the year. Um, so he's back. Um, not to say that, uh, you know, undrafted tight end Jody Fortson is is the key. Uh, but by any means, I do believe that given the situation we were dealt, uh, Brett Veach, our GM, had, you know, did a really good job in the offseason. And, and I, yeah. I, will, I, I will say to Kelly's point, um, you know, Tyreek has missed uh, six games total in his career. Two of them were the last week of the season he was resting. So those don't count. Uh, but mm-hmm. in, in the other games, uh, which was in 2019 when he was injured for four games and in the, the four games he missed the, the Casey went three and one uh, in game one, uh, a victory against the mm-hmm. um, against the Raiders. Mahomes threw for 443 yards and four touchdowns. So, yeah, I don't think he was missing Tyreek that game and he spread it around. Well, um, Demarcus Robinson actually had six for 172, um, but, you know, he spread it around. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Nicole Hardman and Travis Kelsey all had at least four catches, at least 50 yards. Uh, Damian Williams also. The next, well, I think I think that plays in is and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think the thing that's playing in there is it's anecdotal. And so or, or it's the inexperience of not playing with Tyreek Hill. So the other team doesn't know what they're going to have to prepare for. I don't think you get that advantage when you're playing well, you without him gone. for 16 or yeah, 17 games. Maybe. Maybe at the beginning of the season, though, and we saw how much we struggled at the beginning of last season. So maybe being a little bit unknown is is going to be a good thing for us. Yeah. And and I want to say regarding Brett Beach, I, I really want to give him credit because what we were all talking about all last offseason, we you know, fell apart in the Super Bowl against the Bucks because our offensive line was trash. He went and he remade that offensive line. It was one of the best in the league. So I want to believe that his choices at wide receiver his choices regarding our front seven will maybe i want to give him a little bit more faith than i would ordinarily because he's he's seen problems before he's gone out and fixed them and made us a contender again so i i do want to give him credit for that yeah and in those other games by the way byron pringle stepped up had a huge game in one of them um sammy Watkins, Nicole hardman yeah so he's he's found demarks robinson again so yeah he, he's found a way to get other guys involved when he needs to sure. I, I guess my, my feeling just is like listen i hate Tom Brady, I, I, I don't want Tom Brady to go down with this reputation as the goat. And I think that Mahomes is clearly more talented, but like he's going to need to, you know, at least get to five Super Bowl rings to even get in the conversation, unfortunately. And like, you know, it, we can't just take like you can be an elite quarterback for a decade and never reach a Super Bowl. And so, um, you know, we, we've taken a lot for granted. And in this team with a couple of breaks, they, they would have been in another one. And, you know, if, if the offensive line wasn't so injured, they might have beat Tampa. But the bottom line is he's got one. And, um, you know, he's. Brady's still going at 45. What one aspect of this that we haven't talked about that I, I do think is playing into this is we had for after we won the Super Bowl and maybe even the year before, we had a little bit of that impact of the the veteran players that were ring chasing that wanted to sign with us for cheap that you saw with Golden State um, in the NBA and you saw with the Patriots and you know in the end of Brady's tenure there. Once we lost to the Bucks, uh, I felt a I personally felt a sort of uh, sort of a seismic shift towards the Bucks getting a lot of those same kinds of players. I mean, if you look at uh, the offseason after they got any questionable guy or like, uh, where's this vet going to go? It almost all of them went to, to Tampa Bay. Yeah. And honestly, you got to give Brady credit for that. Like when sure, you judge him on the field, part of it is he's recruiting these guys, you know, Gronk coming yep. out of retirement and Antonio Brown, like he is, he is getting a lot of these guys and, mm-hmm. you know, 
I, well, a lot of people went to the Rams too. I mean, I, I sort of felt like it was the Rams year. I thought if the NFL has any sort of a uh, formula that if you do these certain things, you build a super team and you should be able to win a Super Bowl. It felt like honestly last year, if the Rams couldn't do it, then there is no formula. It's just all chaos. Oh, let's um, give the Rams credit for that trade for, yes. for Matt Stafford. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, everything, sort of, everything sort of had to work perfectly for the Rams. Sure. You have to be good and you have to be lucky. They, I mean, they've tried, the Rams have tried that exact formula going back, what, yeah. five, six years? So it finally worked for them. Yeah, I mean, their their defense was, you know, and still they, they they barely won and you know sure caught a lot of breaks um so let's talk about the receivers for a second so uh you know mbs got 30 million dollars um and juju only got three uh, you know in a prove it contract i think if you ask people you know fantasy owners or whatever like to match up the player to the contract based on reputation they might have guessed the opposite and mbs it's not and it's not like oh well he didn't have a great quarterback throwing to him before so why are the chiefs so confident in him that they gave him all that money that I don't know. I don't know if they think they, he's more of a skill set. Uh, is he a little bit smaller than Juju? I actually don't know. His- he's yeah, definitely he's- smaller. What I, what I picture him as is, I know he's fast, but I picture him as we have two larger guys now with Juju and Travis. No, um, MB- MBS ha- is 6'4", Juju's 6'1". Oh, okay. But, but, but Juju's a bit more muscular, but he's more. Okay, that's what I was muscular. thinking of. Yeah, my apologies. Um, well, I guess in my head, I was thinking of, of MVS playing more of the like third down guy where he's, you know, gets open sort of the Jason Avant. If you want to go back to that kind of player, so I think that's more of Juju's reputation usually. And it could but, be, I mean, uh, obviously I'm off base here. Yeah. And then, then, as I said, they drafted Sky Moore. Josh Gordon is, is still uh, on the roster as well. Nicole Harmon, obviously I mentioned before. I'm hoping by the time this airs, you're going to be able to bleep out Josh Gordon's name. I'm so sick of him. <laughs> he's so bad. Yeah, he As really a fantasy didn't... football fan, how can you possibly not be on the Josh Gordon train? Well, he, he really didn't do anything. And, you know, and he's had a couple of chances now coming back. That's you know. how. And I'm more of a Chiefs fan than a fantasy football fan. Cole, where do <laughs> your loyalties lie? <laughs> so so what is, you know, what is your prediction? Who's going to lead this team in receptions? Who's going to lead this team in receiving yards after Kelsey? I was like, it's Travis Kelsey. Oh. Yeah, he might break the record for targets for a tight end. Yeah. Um. God. I was going to say Juju, but I don't know what I'm not saying. What I'm definitively not saying is Nicole Hartman. I'm also sick of him. He's going to be like third wide receiver three, I think. Or no, yeah. maybe four. I would say that, and I'll answer that question. I, I think Juju is a, it's like 55, 45 Juju to, to MVS. I think by the end of the season, if Sky Moore isn't passing McCall Hardman, barring McCall having some like crazy breakout season that no one's projecting, then we'd all be scratching our heads, even though it takes two or three years for most wide receivers to have a breakout. McCall's been so disappointing, all things considered. He's he, last year was the very last year he could have showed us what he was going to do. And people might say, well, now that Hill's not there, he's going to be getting those targets. No, he's not. He doesn't have the hands for it. He doesn't have the chemistry with Mahomes. It's it's too late. It's not happening. I don't know why they stick to their draft picks like McCole Hardman and Clyde Edwards Alaire, who I just like don't find that impressive as a as a running back so far. Well, he's also had trouble staying healthy, obviously. Yes. And he uh, I did hear a point recently on a, another like Chiefs radio show that his first season was COVID and then the second one was injury. So he hasn't really had a full year. So that's fine. I mean, but like- I. I'm more Let's about be you. honest. The only reason Clyde or McColl are still with the Chiefs is because they're both on their rookie deals. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's talk about the draft for a second. Thanks uh, largely to the to the Tyreek trade. You had 
a boatload of picks, two in the first, two in the second, five picks in the top 103 overall. Uh, we've mentioned Sky Moore, one of the the second round picks, but uh, you know which, which which of the of the draft picks are you looking to to make an immediate impact? George Karloftis for me. Yeah, yeah, George Karloftis, absolutely. People were so high on him right away, and obviously, pass rush is something we need tremendously. And and George Karloftis just looks like a monster, and he hasn't even played that long. Um, I I completely agree, Cole. That's that's who I've got my eye on. Besides I mean, Sky. Take us back to the how we started off this conversation talking about the Bengals game. The Bengals had one of the worst lines, if not the worst line in football last year. And we got our uh, maybe a handful of pressures. One, one sack. Oh, I was going to say one sack. They got three sacks. We got one nine times. Burrow was sacked the, the week before. Nine yeah. times we got sacked him once. Yep. Abominable. So, but I mean, because Chris Jones is obviously elite. Um, in the middle of the defensive line. But Frank Clark, I think, is a little bit riding reputation at this point. Well, there's been a lot of talk out of the camp that he came in with a much different attitude. He's been on a diet. He's taken alcohol out of his diet. He's a lot slimmer. And he realizes he really, really didn't do anything in 2021. And he's going to try to shape up. I don't know about that. But at least he's aware of it. And they're not just talking out of both sides. Yeah, of the I know. I would say that it, it's one of those things where the more modern we get and, and the more years we put under us, we're getting more and more aware of mental health and how that impacts people. Um, and he was not in a good place last year. He was pretty open about it. Um, but honestly, I credit to him. It, it sounds like him and Andy Reed had some heart to hearts after the season where, you know, even Andy was telling him like, Hey, you did not live up to this. And he knows this is essentially a contract year for him. Uh, he will simply not be playing with the chiefs next year. Um, almost in any circumstance, barring him setting an NFL record for sacks this year. Um, so, I mean, I think he knows that, if he wants any more lucrative deals in the NFL, this is the year to, to put it back. Just like with Nicole Hardman and Clyde edwards Solaire, the reason Frank Clark is on our team because of how the contract chips yep. fell. It's If we had had the choice of keeping Melvin Ingram instead of Frank Clark, if the money had been equal or even a little bit more, we would have taken Melvin Ingram. But that's just not how the contracts went. Um. Yeah, I mean, the defense was was 24th in DVOA last year. We talked before about the playoff game against the Bills, you know, possibly the best game ever. Part of the reason it was so exciting is because the Chiefs could not stop anything. Yeah. Well, and neither could the Bills. Neither, yes, and, and, and you're going against <laughs> all-time, you know, you're going against great offices and, you know, all-time quarterback performances. But, like, you know, uh, looking at the secondary, so you've lost Charvarius Ward, who was probably your, your, your CB1. They they drafted Trent McDuffie in the first round. He was a guy that I looked into quite a bit because he was linked to the, to the Vikings around that part of the draft. And my concerns with him were he's definitely on the small side for an NFL cornerback. He also, you know, playing in the Pac-12 in Washington, did not see a lot of NFL level, uh, you know, talent across the line and putting him in as the CB1 right away, especially in that division with the quarterbacks you're going against and the wide receivers you're going against. I mean, there is no rest for the, I mean, you know, the Chargers and, and, and the Raiders, you know, with, with whatever you think of Carr, with Devont, with, with Devontae there, and, and then obviously Russell Wilson and all the guys in Denver. I mean, this is going to be a very tough challenge for any rookie cornerback, let alone sort of a smaller one. And then I think you have Snead on the other side. And so like, you know, this secondary, the, the cornerbacks in particular have me a little bit nervous. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think very highly of Trent McDuffie. I haven't heard anything out of camp about him uh, during the draft. I was surprised that we picked him, particularly because of his size. But I'm I'm honestly more concerned about the front, but maybe it's because I felt okay about our our backfield last year, and now it's completely different, as you say. So, Honey Badger's out. Justin Reed. Sure, that's the safety. biggest piece is, is Ty, or Tyron Matthews gone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. I really don't. I was so surprised. And both sides were saying we wanted to be together. I just don't get it. I really well, don't. And I was a huge Tyron Matthew fan. I will say, I think he introduced a really negative vibe into the locker room um, during that losing streak last year. He was on Twitter a lot um, telling the fans to, you know, basically shut up. Um, they didn't know. And, and Frank Clark was another guy that was, you know, kind of in that, that posse, um, you know, mouthing off like that. And it's just, I don't know. It was, it was really um, disconcerting as a fan hearing a team that's underperforming with, you know, Super Bowl aspirations um, that were, you know, obviously they got it together, um, but it was, it was really disheartening. Um, and now Tyran uh, is obviously gone. Yeah. You know, but I do still think we have people that are going to be in that backfield that we didn't see enough of like, thank goodness. I can't believe we haven't said it before, but Daniel Sorensen is gone, guys. Juan <laughs> Thornhill's going to play. This is so exciting. Hitchens is gone. He's like in a graveyard somewhere. Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are going to be our, our main linebackers. So, like, there's good stuff in, in the center of the field. So, I, I'm trying not to think as much about the cornerbacks, maybe just for self-preservation purposes. Um, but I'm starting to feel a little bit better about our defense. Because, again, I, I don't know if you heard me the first time. Daniel Sorensen is gone. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Sorensen went to play with Tyron Matthew with the Saints. Enjoy. (laughs) Good riddance. Who's their coach even right now? I mean, a a successful eight and 28 career record for Dennis Allen on the Raiders. So as a head coach. Mazel to him. Yeah. Um, Let's do a little oppo research on this division because, you know, people are talking about possibly the best division of all time. It's very difficult, very unlikely that all four teams are going to make the playoffs. It's certainly possible, but it's quite unlikely. And so one of these teams is going to have to falter and sort of be worse than people expect. Um, you know, I think it's probably going to be the Raiders, not because I hate the Raiders. I just think, you know, they were lucky to get to 10 wins last year. They had a lot of, you know, um, things break their way. And um, well, frankly, they have the worst quarterback. Yeah. Yes. Also. And, and Akiva, you know, again, at least on one of the other episodes was, was saying it'd be the Chiefs. Uh, our Raiders fan on the Raiders episode, actually, he said it was the Broncos. He thinks the Broncos he's, aren't any good. So he's definitely hiding from me, right? Like he's not is at that why? Maybe. House. He is yeah. Most he, yeah, he knows you heard that Raiders want. episode and yeah, he's afraid to confront you or be confronted. So tell me, I mean, we'll start with you, Callie, like w- which team in this division is, is least likely to make the playoffs is most likely to sort Raiders. of drop off and go six and 11 or something like that. So I want to say the Raiders because they have the worst quarterback, but it could be the Broncos because we don't know how any of those pieces gel together. They are like a Frankenstein's monster of like, sure, there's some good pieces there, but how, how do any of them go together? I don't know. New coach quarterback in in a new situation. Although I think the fact that Russell doesn't have a terrible offensive line for the first time in his career, I don't see how he can be worse. Like, I think he'll only be better. So. Yeah. Um, And, And I think as, as we have for the last several years, we have to be the most afraid of the chargers. Yeah. What about you, Cole? Well, first of all, I would say, let let us not forget the last time Josh McDaniels was in the AFC West, it did not go well for him. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, he is he now back, back with a worse, well, maybe not with a worse quarterback than the last time since he hitched his wagon to Tebow, uh, yeah. but certainly the worst quarterback of the division. Um, I, I would say it's the Raiders for sure. Now, I will say I'm not necessarily – staking my life in the ground saying the chiefs are going to win for sure the division i will say we've won six years in a row and i feel like you have to dethrone us before anyone else has a very super legitimate claim to the otherwise and yet all people have done ever since we won the super bowl they're saying you know i think the chargers are going to win the afc west stop it everyone (laughs) stop 
please stop. I'm afraid of them. Justin Herbert looks good in, until he tucks his helmet off. But like, let's relax. <laughs> and also, I think it is hard to play 17 row games every year. And the fact that they just they never have a home field advantage. I, I think that has to it be is hard. That's got to be, uh, you know, a competitive disadvantage. Can um, we just put some love on Justin Herbert, though? First game he ever played was against the Chiefs. Uh, after Tyrod Taylor got his lung punctured. Lung pierced! Yeah. Um, and we were just, I remember sitting on the couch like, who is this man? And then he took off his helmet and you're like, wait, I'm sorry. Has he been bar mitzvahed? Who is this boy? <laughs> yeah, listen, I- I'll give him all the love. You know, I- as I said, I- I've loved Mahomes from the jump. But if um, if Herbert goes to the Super Bowl this year, I'm going to have to transfer my love because it's, <gasps> it's one of the two of them. I- again, I'm just looking for the quarterback to, to dethrone Brady. And uh, start piling up those Lombardis. So come on, don't don't hop off just yet. I mean, just in terms of like pure talent mechanics, doing things that no one has ever done before. It's Mahomes. I I, I do. I think, frankly, when you look at any professional sport, the level of continuity of success, it's always paired between elite coaching and elite players. And right now it was Brady and Belichick for 20 years right now. It's it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And until proven otherwise, I don't think you can discredit them for the record they've shown t- together. We yeah, hosted it, the last four AFC championship games. Why do people keep forgetting that? Yeah, it's it's not even that hot of a take, but it's a little bit, you know, because they scored nine points or whatever. But I think that the best game of Mahomes' career was the Super Bowl against Tampa. Like he had a couple throws in that game, like sideways, upside down. Like I have never seen anybody in the history of my life do anything like he did in that game. And he I'm was not sure. Yeah. He was hit on every single play. So obviously his numbers don't look so great, mm-hmm. but just as a physical marvel, I could not believe what he did in that game. And this is maybe splitting hairs between like the goat versus the best, but like I would say I wouldn't say it was his best game, but I would say it was his best individual effort. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. All right, yeah, Alex, didn't you say he should have gotten MVP for that game? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just thought he was unbelievable. Uh, let's let's uh, let's do some some two way uh, schedule game here. I don't know. You, you can each give me wins and losses or maybe you guys have to come to a consensus. I don't know. Well, let's see how we do this. And also we might get bombed in a couple minutes. But uh, week one, you're on the road at Arizona. Kyler Murray has been studying the books. He's ready for you. <laughs> Four hours a week. Yeah. Is that a win or a loss? Win. All right, uh, then, yeah, I would go with win. All right, and then Thursday night, the first matchup against the Chargers. Short rest, Amazon Prime. Uh, wh- why did they announce that from the stage during the draft? They were like, guys, it's on Amazon Prime. I was <laughs> like, why are we? Why is Tony Gonzalez coming out to do this anyway? Because Amazon um, wrote them a big check. Is <laughs> it? Is it at home? Is it, it is at home? This is Casey. Yeah. So instead of twenty thousand Chiefs fans, it'll be seventy-five thousand. <laughs> well, actually, no. SoFi fits more, so it's probably fifty thousand Chiefs fans in LA. I don't know. I don't want to be a downer, but like the Thursday night football games in Arrowhead against divisional opponents have gone so badly for us. I'm still scarred from the 2015 one against the Broncos where Jamal Charles fumbled. So I was I was at that game. That was that was horrible. <gasps> that is their terrible call. Oh my god, friends. Oh, sad. Um I, I would say that it's I mean, I again I still think it's a win. If you're going to win the division, you got to win against divisional opponents. All right. So Cole's two and oh, Kelly's one and one. We're going to run on two separate tracks here. Week three <laughs> at Indy. When schedule does not let up with Matt Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, who's their quarterback again? Matt Ryan. Okay. Win. All right. It's a turn okay. style. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, so, so we got three and oh, and two and one. And that at Tampa on Sunday night football in week four. Yeah, I'll go with a loss there. I'm going to say win just so I can be tied with Cole. All right. So you're both three and one. Uh-huh. And then Monday night football in week five at home against Las Vegas. 
Win. Win. All right, four and one, and then at home against Buffalo the next week. I mean, this schedule is just ridiculous. Every week of the NFC West, it's just going to be a tough game. Hey, that, that's, that is a coin flip, right? Um, uh-huh. Should we just split the baby and one of us say win and one of us say I'm, I'm going to say loss because I they're, they're going to be incredibly motivated after last I year. I know, I know. Uh, I'll say win. All right, so Kelly's five and one now. Cole's four and two, and then you go at San Francisco in week seven. Win, win. Oh wow, very quick, very confident. So you go into the bye, either six and one or five and two. Uh, you come out of the bye. You got a couple of home games. First against Tennessee on Sunday night. Last year Tennessee spanked you guys. That's uh, the low point when you fell to three and four. I think. Yeah, Derrick Henry Derek, still exists, right? Is is Derrick Henry playing? <laughs> is he alive? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Well, Presumably. we've got a much better we've got much better linebacking core now. And again, did. Daniel Sorensen won't be there as a safety. So, um, win. Yeah, I would say that that's a playoff team or, or should be a playoff team. And and yeah. if you're the Chiefs, you have to win those games. So, win. All right. And then the easiest game of the year, probably. Well, you got Houston coming up also. Jacksonville. Win. Win. All right. And then you go at Los Angeles for the second one against the Chargers. I'll go with say a loss. loss on that one. Yep. Okay. And then you play the Rams. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.